Hey there, welcome to another episode of Life Talk with Shell. I'm Ron Shell, your host, and I'm so excited that you are here once again. And I hope that you enjoy this week's episode as we dive into coping with loss and grief. Hello, everyone. And thank you for joining me for another episode of Life Talk with Shell. I'm Show, your host. I wanted to use this time today to talk about loss um, and grief and really in the aspect of coping with it, dealing with loss and grief. I have been surrounded by loss um, a lot of loss over the past two months, directly and indirectly. And what I mean by that is I've had some family members to pass away. And I've also had some close friends lose loved ones. And I just found it, I, I, I don't want to say interesting, but it was just heartfelt to see how they were coping with it during that time. And, you know, loss is the death of anything, right? When you look at stuff like that, um, the death of a loved one, a friend, you know, because death means end, you know, it, it's the end of a job. It's the end of a friendship. It's the end of a relationship. It's the end of something that you thought that wouldn't end, right? And I think, or I know, it's important how we handle that, how we process that, how we understand um, the emotions behind that, understand and validate the emotions behind that. Many times, you know, we may feel like we're supposed to be strong. You know, we don't really want to be weak when it, um, when it comes to being in the face of people. But for our own mental health and sanity, we need to learn how to, one, have a different perspective on loss, two, learn how to process it correctly. Um, I have, like I said, I've, I've had a lot of death um, around me, you know, whether it was my cousin, you know, my, my aunt, and then my cousin's husband, you know, um, and then my friend who had a miscarriage. And those are all very different forms of loss, but it's still loss. And the grief behind it is different for each one of those things, you know, as far as, you know, being the support for my cousin and my, and my friend, the grief of course is different than, or or processing the grief, right? It's different than processing it when it was my aunt and my cousin. But at the same time, it still was a loss. And as I watched them, um, and when I say them, I mean my cousin and my friend, and even my aunt, as she buried um, 
her son and my dad as he said um, at the funeral of his sister just watching them and just knowing that that most of them had already been experiencing loss greatly like me in the past you know two months how do you move forward where do you where do you find your strength from I I want to say that you know, depending on where you are or depending on how you're feeling at the time, it's a struggle to find the good in it. It's a struggle to see the purpose in it. It's a struggle to remember the scripture said that God's will is good and it's perfect. Okay. And it's acceptable when you're telling me that my husband has passed away. Or when you're telling me that this baby that I've never got to love is now gone. It's hard to have that perspective. But I want to encourage you to, to really hone into that perspective because we do know that God makes no mistakes. And even though we don't truly understand why this had to happen. Um, you know, what should we be feeling? We don't really understand those, but we need to understand that everything is not understandable and that's okay. You, you will not understand it. You, you may in the long run or you may not. You know, it just depends. It's not for us to understand. We What we do know is death is going to happen, right? We do know that it is inevitable. It will happen. We were all born to die. So once we understand that, you know, it'll probably help us in our healing process. Not that we would not go through the emotions, not that we would not cry, you know, not that we wouldn't feel sad and miss them. None of that is what I'm saying that we're not going to do, but we will still learn the process of healing. Um, a lot of people like to put time frames on things and we can't do that. Everybody's grief process is different you can't say oh you should have been over there by now and it's been 10 years and you still you don't know their grief process but the thing is we have to learn to live with the grief and not let it consume us or overtake us you know and it and I sometimes I feel that people let it consume you or overtake you because they kind of feel guilty about moving on. I, um, I've had several conversations with, um, a patient, uh, family, well, her, a patient's mom, my, uh, one of my patients, uh, passed away earlier this year and I've had several conversations with her mother and she is, doing whatever she can to cope with the loss of her child. And I look at my own mom when she lost my brother, you know, about 10 years ago. And, you know, just to see her coping mechanism, 
But the worst thing I believe we could ever do is feel guilty about moving on. See, life goes on. And it's not that you're forgetting about those loved ones. It's not that, you know, you're trying to rewrite your life. No, life goes on. And I believe that the ones who are are gone on, you know, to live eternally with the Lord or, you know, to live eternally with the Lord. They're not thinking about us down here. I promise they're not. They're having a good time up there and they would like for us to do the same. They understand or we understand that you miss them and that they're going to be missed and you're going to grieve, but you can't feel guilty when you have to continue to live your life. That's a very important um, component on the healing journey for loss. You know, like I said, um, those different deaths were so different. So trying to cope with those, you may have to cope with them in a different way. You know, um, if you have lost your mother and then you turn around and lose your brother and then maybe your child dies, those are three different types of grief. Those are three different relationships that you had. So you really have to process them differently. But the most important thing to do is to process them, to process them. I uh, did a podcast um, early on called uh, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And I believe in that same aspect even in grief, it's okay to not be okay. No one is saying that you have to just run out and just, you know, try to be cheerful and all this stuff because, you know, that's lying to yourself. When we heal correctly, then it's, it's not necessary that the, that the journey becomes easy. We just transfer the burden. Um, it, as Christians, we are taught to transfer that burden over to the Lord. Pray about those, those feelings, help God to strengthen you in this time of loss. You know, I I know a lot, not a lot of people, but a couple of people that has uh, lost their moms and they find it very hard to celebrate Mother's Day. Now I still have my mom and I can't say whether or not I would feel this way, but the advice, especially if they're, if they are mothers themselves, the advice that I give them or the realization that I like to point out to them is you're a mother and I know that your mom is gone, but don't rob your children from the, the happiness and from the, um, enjoyment and excitement of celebrating you, you know? Let them embrace you. One, because they're they're your children. You're their mom. And then they can understand that you've lost your mom so they can sympathize. But don't 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 rob them of that opportunity. And again, like I said, I still have my mom, so I don't really know the the um the depth of that grief. But I do know that for my mom, she would not want me to rob my girls of the experience of celebrating me. Because again, it teaches you that life is short and your mom may not always be here 
So you need to embrace the celebration that you're getting at the same time, honoring and remembering your mom in that time. Um, I can't really speak even on the miscarriage that my friend had, but I have seen her process it, right? And the only thing that I really could do for her is to have empathy for her, um, to understand that she is going through a loss. I cannot say to her, oh, I know how you feel because I don't. I, I have not miscarried before. Uh, miscarried, I'm sorry, before. And just think, some people may think that that's, you know, oh, you know, the baby wasn't here, blah, blah, blah. And so it's not as hard of a grief as if the baby would have been here and you had to bury it, you know, bury your child. But it's still the same loss because if you understand anything about being pregnant and having life it's when you find out it's the joy of it it's the anticipation of you already have started thinking oh how's this baby gonna change my life or um how's he gonna or he or she's gonna incorporate it in our family and you know we got you know you already started is it a girl is a boy you already start these thoughts the first moment that you find out you're pregnant and then you find out you're not. So that's a different kind of loss. But even in the midst of all of that, God is still good, number one. Number two, all your feelings are valid. And number three, if that was the will of God, for those things to happen, for that life to end really before it began, or if that life was to end when you felt like, oh, they were in, you know, the prime time of their life. They were gone too soon. You know, she was getting ready to do this. He was getting ready to do that. We have to understand that it's God's will. So nothing is never too soon or too late for the Lord. We have to focus our attention on the good, the good things that we experience with these people. You know, the memories, the impact that they had on our lives, which could mean, which mean that their season is up. There's so many children. Sometimes we don't understand why children are dying. Oh, she was just seven. But if you look at her life, her seven years, she probably have, or she or he probably have impacted more people than somebody who's lived for 70 years. Find hope, find peace, find joy in, in their life and their legacy and what they what they left for us to ponder on for us to to think about you know for us to get our own lives together and leave that same type of legacy but the most important thing is don't let anybody tell you how to grieve don't, don't let anybody tell you what your grief is. If you are processing it and you have to take a vacation to the beach to, to just kind of be with your thoughts, cry, scream, yell, release it, 
pray, all of those things. Don't let anybody make you feel jealous. I mean, I'm sorry, make you feel guilty about going to the beach after you've lost a loved one or taken any kind of trip or, you know, kind of not really talking to people. Don't isolate yourself so deeply. But if you have to be alone with your thoughts to validate your own feelings, by all means do that. It's very, very unhealthy to sweep those feelings under the rug or to be like, oh yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And you're not, you know, and and let me speak to that. Quit thinking you have to be strong for everybody. Listen, you know, when my brother died, I wasn't really thinking, well, I guess I was thinking in the first, at the beginning, I need to be strong for my mama. You know, this is her son. Um, you know, her firstborn who's been with her the longest, I need to be strong for her. But at the same time, I wasn't doing a, a disservice to myself because yes, my mother lost her son, but I lost my brother. So I have a grief process too, you know? So a lot of times when we are intertwined with with these people, you know, now if it's just your friend and you have really no connection of their loved one, that's different. But if it's a family member and it's your cousin, but it's your aunt's son, or you know what I'm saying? It's your brother, but it's, you know, your parent's child. It's still valid. Your grief still needs to happen. Your process of healing still has to happen. So if you're trying to be strong around them in their face, that's fine. Whatever you feel like you have to do, but find some spot, some safe place, some safe area, some time to grieve your loss. Your loss is just as important as theirs. Your healing process is just as important as theirs. So we just want to make sure that we're handling grief and, um, and loss in a healthy way. And that, my friend, is number one, validating feelings, allowing yourself to feel whatever you are feeling about it, cry scream holler whatever you have to do during the times that you are missing your loved one that's number one validate your feelings number two remind yourself that god's will is good it is acceptable it's right because he knows what has to happen for things to happen and what I mean by that is some of some of us would never have been what we are now without the passing of Big Mama. Without the passing of our mom or whatever, our son. Some foundations would have never been started, you know, without um, the death of someone. Some awareness would never have been put in the forefront without the death of someone. So even though... You feel like there, you know, that your world has ended because you have have this grief. And I, I know I'm speaking a lot about death, death, but that's even, you know, friendship, relationship, job, whatever. Even when you're thinking that this was the worst thing that may could have happened to you, 
perception is everything. After you have grieved and been in touch with those feelings, when you start your healing process, look to see what is what God is doing in that. Because God is doing great things in loss. Okay. I remember when my pastor passed away and um, Pastor Carter came over and preached a sermon. And I know I'm going to probably jack up the title, but it was something to the effect of the blessing in death or something like that. And a lot of people probably were like, yeah, no, I don't think that's the blessing, Pastor. But it is. And it was because when you think about the life that Pastor Carrie Wesley lived, the legacy that he left, it was an honor to have known him. It was an honor to have been under his teaching but all the things that he left he left us with a with a greatness in our heart to do better to desire more to get our relationship right with the Lord he left all of that but how how great and how awesome it was to have been up under his his teachings however long you have been under and and then death allows growth it allows time to move forward, right? Again, whether you lost a loved one, lost a friendship, lost a relationship, lost a job, whatever it is, it allows growth. It pushes you to the next thing. You will grow from a bad relationship or from a relationship that's, that's lost. You will do things differently, you know, or you may do things differently. You may pay attention more to other things. When you lose your job, you may do some self-evaluation and say, hey, what did I do? What can I change for when I go into the next position, right? When you lose your loved one, what would this person want me to do with my life? How can I honor them with my life every day so that their memory still stays alive, so they still stay alive in my heart? So, when you get past all of the sadness, because it is sad, and and I and please hear me when I say I am not saying a loss of something is not sad. What we're talking about today is how to cope and deal with the grief. See, you cannot stay in that grief and just in that sadness forever because the enemy wants you to be bounded by depression. He wants you to be bounded by what you see on the surface because again, he has no desire for you to grow and do things for the kingdom. So he wants to keep you in a spot where your voice is silent or keep you in a spot where you just don't feel like going on. And I'm telling you, get up from that spot. While you're validating your feelings, while you are feeling everything you're feeling, get up from that spot to see a different perspective on this loss and on this grief. Celebrate the time that you've had with your friend, with your uh, your person that you've been in a relationship with, with your job even. Celebrate the times that you've had with them, that that it's always a part of you, but understand the importance of moving forward in your life, doing things differently because of this loss. But it is important. I, I was giving points and I think I got off. Y'all know how I be doing. But the point I'm saying for, for coping and dealing with grief is one, be okay with your feelings. Validate them. 
let them out, do all that stuff. Two, change your perspective. Look at it, look at it from God's uh, point of view and accept the will. And number three, grow from it. Grow from, from the, from the loss, you know, whether it's just as simple as, dang, I need to get some life insurance or shoot, I need to have a living will or maybe I need to, even if it's just that, right? You know, or you go and you see, you go to a funeral or whatever, you see all these people speaking great things about these people and everybody is there, you know, and then you think to yourself, well, I don't want no empty funeral. I need to, you know, figure out what people are thinking about me. How How is my life impacting others that when I'm gone, that it it allows them to grow. It allows them to think differently. You know, it allows them to live better and to seek after God, whatever it is. So those are the things we need to pay attention to. And those are the things that we need to, to go through and to uh, purpose and position our hearts to do as we cope with grief, you know, and loss. Mental health is very real, right? You need to be aware of your mental health status. You need to figure out if you're processing things in a healthy way and not just pushing things under the rug. I always like to use that analogy. Keep pushing that stuff under the rug. You're going to trip, right? You're going to trip. You know, you sweeping or whatever. You almost sweep this up under the rug. It becomes a big old lump that you're going to trip over or that's blocking your view, you know, of seeing things that you need to see or, or moving forward. Don't sweep it under the rug. Deal with that trash, that mess, that loss. Deal with all of that in its face. So when you're sweeping it up, instead of it going under the rug, look at it, process it, and throw it away. And what I mean by throw away, just put it, put it behind you. I I am so trying not to sound insensitive, especially for people who have lost loved ones. I am not saying just throw their thoughts, you know, throw their, their memories and stuff away. What I'm saying is deal with it. Deal with it in its face. Look at it. Look at it in, in a different light. Look at it in, in all lights. Okay. Whatever you have to do to process it in your heart to where it is not consuming you and leading to depression. Okay. And remember, talk therapy is great. If you ever heard that, uh, you know, you shouldn't go to counseling because of this. uh, Let me let me change the narrative on that. Okay. You if you need to talk to somebody and somebody neutral, find your counselor. There's so many different insurance companies that have what they call EAPs, Employee Assistant Programs. You can call your insurance company and see if they have EAPs. You can um, talk to your HR department and see if they have EAP. And sometimes these things are paying for three, five, six sessions, right? They're paying for them. It's free. Go release. If you're not journaling, you know, if you don't have a trusted friend to talk to that you you have that trusted space or that, that space where you can be transparent and there's no judgment there. Find a counselor and talk 
through these things. It is very important to your healing process and your healing journey and to lead a a mental um what I want to say to leave a, a great to have a great mental um health a great mental status when you are in a space where you can just kind of talk out your thoughts and they're not all jumbled in your head so please if you're in a spot where you are not dealing well with any kind of grief with any kind of loss if you feel like you're not handling it well please Go and talk to someone and get those feelings out. As I, like the saying goes, I would rather stay up all night and talk talk you through whatever it is than have to say things to you at a funeral that you can't hear. So rather that grief and losses are you're contemplating suicide, call a suicide hotline, talk to somebody. Let somebody know. Quit saying that you're okay. Quit saying I want to cry but I can't because, you know, people are going to be. Listen. Do what you need to do for you. So that you can heal completely. So that you can process things completely. And that you can develop a different perspective. Over loss and over grief. Okay. So I thank you all again for listening. And I do hope that this podcast reached someone who needs to hear it. And if you have someone that needs to hear it, please share it with them. Please share it with them. As always, I'm so glad that you guys came to listen today. And I will talk to you next time. Hey guys, thank you again for listening. I know this topic may have been a little deep, but again, I want to reiterate, if you feel like you need help, please do not hesitate to find someone you can talk to. You can even hit me up at lifetalkwithshell at gmail.com and I will gladly talk with you and if needed, point you into the right direction. Okay, y'all be blessed.